Hey everyone, what's up? My name is Danny and uh, welcome back to the Med School Podcast. Uh, so in this episode, uh, no one's joining me, it's just myself and I just wanted to make this episode to talk a little bit about how to make an effective step one study plan. So it's about halfway through the year. Uh, as, re- as I'm recording this, it's December, you might be halfway through second year and thinking to yourself, how am I going to make a plan to study for step one? So I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about my plan and uh, just some advice that I have. I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert. Uh, I will say that I did get the exact score that I was going for. So so on, on step one, I did end up scoring in the 96th percentile. And uh, I, since I'm at an osteopathic school, I also took a Comlex level one. And I scored 98th percentile on that. So that came out to be 260 on step one and uh, 725 on uh, Comlex level one. So I don't I don't say that to boast. I just uh, say that to um, let you guys know that I, I, I made a plan that worked for me. And um, that's what I want to go into on this episode, how to make a plan that's going to work for you. Let's let's uh, let's get started. So the first step is to make a goal for the score that you're going to aim for. This is going to be different for everybody. In my case, the reason that I I had the goal of 260 is because I just I wanted a score that was not going to uh, limit my ability to get interviews, uh, regardless of the specialty. So I I didn't want that to be an issue in my application. And and the reason for that is because I I really uh, was not sure what I wanted to go into. And so I just wanted to be safe. I wanted that to be a solid part of my application. But if you are, you know, you want to go into a less competitive uh, specialty, uh, you don't need to have a goal of getting a super high score. I mean, you can have a, a goal of getting a score that is going to fit uh, your application for that specific specialty. So uh, that's that's uh, number one is to set a goal for yourself. And guys, it's important to remember there's not one plan that fits everyone. I mean, there just isn't. Your friends are going to be doing stuff differently than you, and that was certainly uh, in my case. That, that was the case for me as well. So, you know, if your friends are doing uh, sketchy micro, sketchy farm, sketchy path, whatever, and, and you have tried sketchy and you just hate it, you just don't like it, you don't respond to it, like don't do sketchy, do something else. You know, I personally did use uh, sketchy uh, micro and farm and loved them both. Uh, I don't get paid by sketchy, nor do I get paid by any of these companies that I'm going to mention in this episode. So I'll just get that out there right now. But guys, like, here's the thing. You want to pick resources that you respond to. Okay, so uh, if you've uh, watched Pathoma and you love Pathoma because you love the way um, that he teaches and you really respond to that, use that. If you hate first aid, which a lot of people do, throw it out the window. I mean, you don't have to use first aid. You you don't. So pick stuff that's going to work for you. Now, having said that, there's one thing that everyone has to do to have a good study plan, regardless of what you like or don't like, and that is practice questions. Okay, You have to do practice questions to do well. It's not enough just to read a book. Even if you read the book over and over and over and over again, doing practice questions is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Well, there's so many QBanks out there. Uh, how do you pick one? Most people use UWorld, and I used UWorld. I liked it. There's some part. There's some things about UWorld that I don't love. Um, I'll just name a few of them. So the explanations on UWorld are pretty long, and 
they're pretty in-depth. Sometimes the explanations go into things that are really like minutiae that you don't need to know. And so it makes it a little difficult to sort out what's the important stuff that you need to know from that question and what are the things that uh, you can just sort of read and not memorize. Another thing is uh, the UWorld questions are all pretty long. I mean, they're all really long compared to the actual test. I mean, even though I, I, I don't like this and I do, if you do enough of these long questions and when you get to the real thing and the questions are, there's more shorter questions, it'll seem a little easier to you. If you're not going to use UWorld, I think uh, AMBOSS is great. I've used AMBOSS in the past. I think they're good questions. I think they're good explanations too. Uh, it's becoming more and more popular. Aside from that, I would be pretty hesitant to use any of the other question banks as like your sole question bank. So for example, um, there's the USMLERx question bank, which is made by the people who make uh, the first, uh, first aid for USMLE step one. Uh, there's the Kaplan question bank. So I've tried both of these. I probably spent way more money than I needed to on resources, especially during first year. And what I'll say, okay, between these two, I liked Kaplan way more. And I was actually impressed with Kaplan's QBank. It was really good questions, really good explanations. In fact, I, I kind of like their explanations better than UWorld, honestly. The only reason I didn't use Kaplan as my number one QBank while studying for boards is because I, I really feel, and I've heard, that UWorld really hits the nail on the head as far as... Uh, testing you on material that is actually going to show up on your test and I was less confident that Kaplan was going to do that. I'm sure Kaplan's fine. It's just kind of what I chose to do. Um, UWorld is the most expensive from what I understand. I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've looked into all of them. The other ones are not as expensive but not as widely used. Some people use uh, other question banks before UWorld. So they might use a question bank during first year or the first part of second year. Like for example, uh, use the, the Kaplan question bank during first year. And then midway through second year, they'll switch to UWorld. And I did a little bit of this and uh, it was it was fine. I don't know how much of a difference it made. I mean, I, I learned a lot. I don't know that you necessarily need to do it. And I don't know that it's gonna be worth your money. One question bank is is all you need. Okay, so that's a main point here. Regardless of your study plan, you have to have practice questions. And you have to be doing the questions consistently. Okay, so you, it's it's not very effective to do 10 questions one day and then a week later you do, uh, you know, 20 questions and then a few days go by. Like it, it it's going to be best if you go through them a little bit every day. So I think, I mean, my goal was to start UWorld in January, get done with it in, get done with it all the way through the questions before my dedicated study time, which was in uh, May. And I think I figured that if I did 15 questions every day, then I'd be able to get through the whole QBank. And 50 qu 15 questions is reasonable. That will probably take, you know, maybe an hour if you're really uh, digging deep into the explanations and absorbing the material. I wasn't perfect at this. There were days that I didn't do questions, certainly, and I didn't quite get through the whole QBank before Dedicated started. But the important thing is that I, I started early, started doing questions early, and tried to be consistent by doing uh, little bits at a time here and there. Okay, so the next question we have to ask is, when is the best time to start studying? 
it's really up to you. Uh, some people start studying as early as first year. Some people start at the beginning of second year, midway through second year. Some people start at this at the beginning of their dedicated and um, people have done well doing each one of these approaches it just depends on what you want to do and it, it depends on um, how much time you feel you need I mean I do not think that uh, five or six weeks of dedicated study gives you enough time to review everything that you needed to learn I, I sort of used, I'll go into my dedicated study time in a separate episode, but I, I wanted to use my dedicated study time to fill in the gaps of the knowledge that I had. I didn't use it as a time to review everything in first aid or everything in New World. I, I used it to um, get the details down and fill in uh, my gaps of knowledge. For most people, okay, what I would say, if you want to get a great score you need to start studying in about January of your second year, midway through your second year, or earlier. I started studying a little earlier, but but certainly, if you want to get a great score, midway through your second year. If you want to do, if you want to get a good score or uh, an average score, I guess, I think it's fine to just wait till dedicated study time. Now, this is not a hard and fast rule because people start start studying for step one when dedicated starts and they've done extraordinarily well so it's not like a hard and fast rule you can still do really really well if you start studying when dedicated starts uh, i started seriously studying for step one the beginning or sorry midway through my second year and i felt that was adequate well let me back up um, i'll go into this a little bit more in detail later on i say that i started studying midway through second year and, and seriously first first step one and that's true although up until then i did keep up with uh some my anki flashcard reviews i'm going to go in depth on this a little bit later i'm sure everyone's familiar with this i'll tell you what i did um it was a little bit different than what all my classmates were doing but i felt that it worked really well for me let's go back to the questions i'm going to make a separate episode on how to tackle uh, questions because it can be you can you can do questions the wrong way and you can do questions the right way and there are some tips that I can give you guys to help you guys uh, avoid some mistakes that people use when they do practice questions I'll go into that a little bit later but the point I want to make here is that it's not enough just to do questions you have to find a way to remember the stuff you learn by doing questions so you can't just read the question and then move on and hope that you remember it uh, weeks or months later. You have to either take notes on the stuff that you didn't know from, from the question, stuff that you learned from that question, or you need to make flashcards and you have to find a way to consistently test yourself on these things. So what I did is I, I, uh, I made flashcards on Anki out of the things that I didn't know People say that they'll make uh, flashcards out of their incorrects. And I don't think that's totally, I don't think that's that gives you everything you should do because yes, you should be making stuff out of your incorrects, but not only that, you should be making flashcards out of some of your corrects. For example, let's say that you happen to get the question right, but the concept itself is not something you are totally confident on. So if you get the question right and you read some of the explanation, you realize you don't really know a whole lot about that topic, then it's worth your time to uh, make some flashcards, read up a little bit more on that topic, etc. Besides flashcards, I've heard of other people uh, taking notes or doing like a journal on the stuff that they get wrong or the concepts they're not familiar with. 
and then reviewing that consistently maybe every day or every week or uh, whatever. But the bottom line here is that you have to find some way to remember uh, the stuff that you're learning in your questions. So I'm going to talk about some uh, mistakes that I commonly see or have heard people do uh, that I think are just time wasters when you're studying for step one. One of them is just, uh, you know, reading first aid from beginning to end or in general, just spending too much time reviewing the material before you test yourself on the material. So it may seem like a good idea to read through first aid from beginning to end, but this is really, it's, it's going to take a lot of time and you're going to retain very little of what you learn because the way that first aid is set up, it's not like a paragraph. It's not like it's set up in a, in a paragraph by paragraph. It's set up in sort of uh, these short fragments of, these, I guess these short fragments that are sort of a, not a bullet point format, but sort of like a bullet point format. So reading through it, uh, it's going to take a long time and it's really hard to just keep your attention that long reading that type of material. Another thing that I've heard people do is they try to memorize first aid. And that's another thing that I think is pretty low yield. I don't think that you need to memorize first aid like word for word. One, because it's going to take a long time and you're going to actually forget a lot, I think. It's going to take a ton of energy where I think that energy will be better spent uh, doing questions. Because it's not enough just to know the material by regurgitating it. You have to have an understanding from the vantage point of the question taker. So you might be able to regurgitate everything about all the glomerular diseases, nephritic syndromes, nephrotic syndromes. And then when you see that come up in a question, you are absolutely blank because even though you can regurgitate it, you're not used to answering questions like that. So here's what I would say. I, th I think that it, your time should be spent about 30% of the time should be uh, reviewing material, like whether that's reading a book or watching videos, and then about 70% of the time uh, testing yourself on that material, meaning doing uh, practice questions or flashcards. And I would say a lot of people do it the other way around. They'll do 70% reviewing the material, and then right at the end, they'll spend the other 30% uh, testing themselves on the material. I think that's just the wrong way to do it. Your mind works best when you test yourself, and that's the way you're going to remember things. The next piece of advice is to uh, make a list of the thing things you're weak on and then your strengths because if you just start from beginning to end and try to review everything all the material you are going to end up spending way more time on things that you already know so the way I approach it is that I tackle my weaknesses so let's say that I am really 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 bad at uh, neuro uh, and specifically the spinal cord syndromes. Okay, well, it would be really easy to sort of, you know, uh, review all the other material and kind of save that for the end because it's uncomfortable to study. That's the wrong way to do it. You want to start with neuro, start with what you're weakest in and make that your strength. And that's this concept is going to come in again and again and again, especially during dedicated. You're going to come across a question where that concept is just, you just don't get it or you don't understand it or you hate answering questions like that because you always get them wrong. Uh, instead of just brushing over that and spending more time on questions that you get right, you really have to pause, ask yourself or admit to yourself that you suck at that particular concept and then spend the next you know half hour, hour, whatever, becoming a master on that particular thing. 
And doing this is going to be way more effective than just starting from beginning to end and reviewing things in sort of a linear fashion. And that's the beauty of doing practice questions is it's really giving you three advantages than just reading a book, right? So practice questions, they're a way to uh, test yourself in a real environment that you're going to be tested, meaning in a question format, I guess. They have explanations, so at the same time you are reviewing the material as you're being tested on the material. And lastly, doing questions, and this might be the most important part, doing questions is a way to expose your weaknesses. So you might think, like, this is what happened to me. I thought I was really good at anatomy. And then it turns out when I did UWorld questions, I got, like, almost all my anatomy questions wrong. And so that was a false belief that I had about myself, that I was really good at anatomy, but in fact, I sucked at anatomy, and it was one of my worst uh, it was one of my worst subjects. So I had to spend extra time learning anatomy, more time than I previously thought I would have to spend on it. Okay, guys, those are some tips that I'm going to give in this episode. And in future episodes, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. Like I'm going to make an episode on what I did during Dedicated, what my schedule was like, how I tackled uh, the, the day reviewing material. I'm going to make another episode on how to do practice questions effectively, another one on flashcards. I'll go into more about how I reviewed my flashcards throughout uh, first and second year. And uh, we'll just kind of dig deep into these things. I also want to make a, a, a series on how to study for each subject. Um, so stay tuned, and I look forward to making other episodes. <laughs>